Hey y'all, it's Leah D. I'm a black woman millennial from Cleveland with a heart for storytelling. I have found great purpose in exploring my own roots and those of my family. To share those stories with others, I've started to record many pod episodes entitled Legacy Talks. The first volume features none other than my oldie. Those that have known me for two minutes or more know that one of my main characters in my story is my granddaddy. I was raised by my maternal family only, and because of that, my mother's dad also subbed in as my own. He's 80 now and my best friend. I call him my Odie and Jest. He retired from the city of Cleveland when I was a teenager. So most of my foundational views of the city of Cleveland were shaped during an era where my granddad's alarm clock would sound off around 4 a.m., waking him up for first shift. I'll always envision him in his green uniform with his buttoned up top neatly tucked into his pants, but more on that later. In this episode, we pick our convo back up with Granddad sharing stories about junior high school. He attended Rawlings Junior High, which once sat at 7520 Rawlings Avenue. The parcel where the school once was is now a part of the new Opportunity Corridor. Most Black, native Cleveland millennials I know have heard about Rawlings. It's a popular cultural reference, pre-pandemic, every summer. You could easily ride up Kinsman and see a ton of folks in a flurry of green and goldenrod yellow. That's the Rawlings Junior High Reunion, where tons of alum, those still in the greater Cleveland area, and even those who have moved away, come to Woodhill Park or Luke Easter Park, depending on the listener, to celebrate their beloved junior high school. If you search on Facebook right now, there's a public Rawlings Junior High Facebook group with hundreds of photos chronicling their time at the school. Like I said, it's a cultural staple. I don't know what magic happened at Rawlings for so many people across two to three generations of Black Clevelanders, but I know that people's faces light up when they talk about it. And that includes my granddad. Listen up. Oh, that's where you start growing up. Uh, meeting girls and you want to dress better and look better. That was the really the best three years of my life because you see meeting new people from the different neighborhoods. Students coming from Quincy and Central, part of Woodland, and we just had a great time with so many. Finally mixed with uh, different neighborhoods. All, you know, we met people outside of people stayed on Kins and that way you began to go to different neighborhoods and like Quincy and Central and see how they live over there. All of them was black, but everybody had their own way of living. I had a friend named Sam uh Sammy Hill, Luther Perkins. As I listened to Granddad list off the names of his childhood friends from Rawlings, I thought about my great uncle, Uncle Skeet. Uncle Skeet was my grandma's older brother, who was about a year older than my granddad. My grandma and her older brother were children of the Great Migration as well, up from Stapleton, Georgia. Ironically, only about an hour from Union Point, where Granddad was born. They also lived on Kinsman on the small, almost half street that I'm sure you've heard of, Sideaway. But anywho, I interjected him as he was listing off his friends and asked, was Uncle Skeet one of your friends? 
his response cracked us both up. He, he wasn't really a friend then. I knew him, you know, but uh, we didn't hang out. He, he was cool then. He was working at Taller Post. He was wearing Stetsons. Stacy Adams, you, the bunch you hang out with, that's how they was dressing and stuff like that. He was cool. <laughs> so I didn't get close to Skeeter until after Mary and I got married. But I knew him. I had knew him ever since 54. Skeeter and I got in the fight. My oldest brother and someone was kept hit me on the back of the head. And I went, what in the world is this? Get out of my brother, get out of my brother. And I turned around and that's what she was trying to fight me. She was doing more damage than her brother was. <laughs> I met her again in Rollins. And then uh, when I graduated from Rollins, I didn't see her in the motor, what, about 58. And we got together in 58 and started dating around and we were together until she passed. Here and there, good time we walk in the playground, walk to 55th Street, <laughs> ride the bus, go to baseball game, we go movies. She loved to dance. Sometimes go to some of them dances they had, play play more, have dances and skating at those things. And she liked to go there, and I go over there with her. And then we walk. Sometimes we spend up a little money, and we had to walk home. Grandma and Granddad started their teenage romance, graduated from Rawlings, and headed to high school at East Tech. The original East Technical High School was built in 1908, so by the time they got there in the late 50s, the condition of the building wasn't so hot. East Tech is a small school that needed rebuilding and everything. It was, it was ran down when we came over here. I went there to be an airplane mechanic. When we got there, this continued in that year. And I didn't want to be no auto mechanic. So as I got to the 11th grade, then I just quit. Next episode, we'll pick up where we left off. After Granddad drops out, he makes more than a few major life decisions. Keep listening as we continue to chronicle his journey. Until then, talk soon. Mama, are you done? Yes, Dom, I'm done.